0: Focus on the text 1984 by George Orwell The Plot 1984 describes a nightmarish totalitarian world in which every aspect of the individual's life is controlled by the omnipresent eyes and ears of the state. The book is divided into three parts. The protagonist is Winston Smith and in the first section we learn his own reflections of his life in a post-revolutionary London, which is now the capital of Airstrip One, formerly known as England, in the superstate of Oceania. Oceania is a totalitarian state, ruled by a nominous organization known simply as the party. Oceania and the two other world superstates, Eurasia and East Asia, are involved in a continuous war over remaining territories and constantly change alliances. As the novel progresses, it emerges that the war is largely an illusion maintained by the three superstates in order to keep their respective peoples in a state of subjection. Asianic society is uh, hierarchical and oligarchic. Winston is a member of the Outer Party. One of the minor functionaries who spend their time making sure that the party machine is running smoothly. Like the rest of his cast, he has been systematically brainwashed from a young age and is kept under constant surveillance by ubiquitous telescreens and the ominous thought police. Above the outer party are the privileged inner party members who enjoy the fruits of power and production, and whose sole aim is to perpetuate the party's power forever. At the very top is the enigmatic big brother, a man nothing more than a face that appears on posters or screens, and who oh is the supposed embodiment of the party. Winston's job at the Ministry of Truth involves the daily rewriting of history, he corrects errors and misprints in past articles, in order to make the party appear infallible and consistent, though its official enemy changes from one day to another. Despite his horror at the party's continuous cancellation of the past, Winston also enjoys his part in it, taking pleasure in using his imagination in rewriting Big Brother, the party's symbolic representative, speeches. Smith, a typical modern antihero, is a powerless individual who briefly tries to rebel against the rules of his society, dreaming of obsolete values such as truth and decency. He feels that the only hope lies in the prose proletarians, the vast majority of uneducating working people who live outside the mechanisms of party ideology. Except in their ingenious patriotism, if they could only understand that they are not living in the paradise that the party claims they are. He soon discovers, however, that the pros lack the analytical consciousness that would enable them to understand the huge deception of the party's ideology. In a world in which there is no privacy and unorthodox ideas are punishable by death, Winston knows that he is engaged in a hopeless struggle. His more rebellion, the focus of the second part of the book, takes the form of an illicit love affair with a woman dissenta called Julia. Renting a room which appears to have no telly screen the couple are inducted, by a man called O'Brien, into the Brotherhood, a legendary underground anti-party organization founded by Emmanuel Goldstein, a former party member. However, it is not long before they are arrested, betrayed by a hidden telescreen in the room, and by O'Brien, who turns out to be a sinister party official. The last part of the book recounts Winston's imprisonment and eventual torture by O'Brien, ending in the notorious detention center, room 101, where prisoners are confronted with their worst fears. Smith finally makes a voluntary confession of his crime, implicating Julia in the process, and the novel sense with him expressing is now no longer cynical enthusiasm for the party. His spirit finally broken. <coughs> Features and themes. 1984 is perhaps George Orwell's most famous and popular novel. The novel's title is an inversion of the year in which it was written, 1948. Though he set his story in a totalitarian state in the future, Orwell was also describing the political scenario of his own time in a way which echoed both the horrors of Nazism and the terrible oppression of Stalinist Russia. The society Orwell describes is a society of control, dominated by mass media propaganda and reinforced by an all-powerful police state, the media in Oceania has a double function. It is there firstly to brainwash the population with the paradoxical slogans of Newspeak, War is Peace, Love is Hate, Freedom is Slavery, which distort and redefine reality and truth according to the state's wishes. It uh, also has the function of keeping the people under constant surveillance. Every room has a two-way telescreens. Everywhere there are images of the nation's phantasmic leader, who only ever appears on posters or on television, under with, along with signs saying, The brother is watching you. Contemporary critics have underlined the prophetic quality of Orwell's novel, envisaging a world where the mass media increasingly serves the interests of economic powers, simplifying and manipulating both language and images to control information and influence public opinion. Newspeak and Doublethink Language too plays a crucial role in 1984. Orwell's investigation of Newspeak the party language which banishes troublesome words such as freedom and equality altogether to minimize the very possibility of improper thoughts is an extreme version of his reflections on the political use of language to distort truth. Here too, there are numerous parallels with contemporary reality. Connected to this distorted presentation and perception of reality is a double-think On one level, Winston Smith knows that the information he receives is false, but while in his thought he disagrees with it, he must at the same time accept it as truth, because it is under constant surveillance from the thought police. This too is very close to the way we live now. Advertisers, a contemporary form of thought police, tell us that the world is a wonderful place where everyone is rich, young and beautiful, and that we can be part of this world if we buy certain products. We know from the evidence around us that this is a false. yet through desiring and identifying with the products advertised, we act as though it were true.